What up, young world? What up, young world? Welcome to Savon's Legendary Podcast. Now, today, uh, I got a special guest. You guys know about my special guest. And uh, NBA All-Star, one of my favorite big men, uh, block leader three times in the league. They call him Mr. Shot Blocker. That's what they call him. Please welcome to the podcast, <laughs> Theo Ratliff. Make some motherfucking noise, man. Hey, hey, hey. What's, up? <laughs> What's up, man? Good to have, have, have you on. Hey, Theo, man, I, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to come on the podcast and uh, chop it up with your boy. Um, so listen, how how you and the fam doing through this this pandemic? They got Omarion now. I don't know what's going on, man. Man, we we maintain it, man. You know, <laughs> just staying safe, trying to stay safe like everybody else, man. But let me tell you something. I went out because um, I don't know if you know, but I'm from Detroit, right? Right. And um, I go out there to visit my mom because my mom had it bad. She 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 was on. Man. She was she was down there in a coma, man. She was in ICU. For like man. four months, man. man. Yeah, yeah, it got it got it got to a point. Let's just say it got to a point. But yeah. I went out there uh to visit her probably about two weeks ago. Healthy, healthy as a healthy as you could be. Man, man. I got off that plane. Ain't nothing worse than getting sick after you arrive somewhere. Oh or while you out of town. Oh yeah, man. That's the worst. Man, listen, Especially I got what's going on now. What? Man, listen, I'm in my hotel. I'm freezing. I got goosebumps. I turn the heat up to 90. I'm still free. You already know what time it is, man. You know what it is, dude. I had to change my flight, come back to the Atlanta early. I had this big, big thing to do, and I had to, I had two days to get better to do it, mm-hmm. and it, it worked out. But um, that's my that's my experience as of late. But I'm obviously I'm all good now. You all good. I'm glad the fam's safe. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now let's get in. Let's get into Theo Ratliff. I made a couple of couple of notes here. Now listen, you are University of Wyoming. Yes. But you're from Alabama. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Now when I when I when I uh, had my boy, my big homie uh, Tony Delco in here, he's from Kentucky. Now listen. Kentucky and Alabama, boy, listen, country. Yes, it is. <laughs> what was it like? What was it like coming up in Alabama, man? Well, I mean, any small town, I mean, small town feel just um, where, where most people are, are, you know, country, whether they want to admit it or not. Ninety <laughs> 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 percent yeah, uh, of the country is country. Is country. <laughs> Right, but um, just just very close knit, mm-hmm. you know, family, friends, you know, community, you know, and you know, and I I grew up in the area, right, almost right after, you know, kind of like the the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. you know, ten years, you know, after civil rights movement, you know, so it was, you know, it, it was it was. Did you feel any of that? You 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 felt it somewhat, but it had kind of pushed away from right. being so direct. Right. You know, you know what I mean? It, it was, you know, white kids, black kids, we going to school together. It was normal. Right. We played on football teams, basketball yeah. teams, 
all that stuff was just normal, you know, but you knew the history. And, and that, that's what. where, you know, you was conscious. Whereas other people probably that live up north, right? they wouldn't be as conscious of it as well, you were well, down south, you know? Well, speaking of that, and it's funny because me and TD touched on this. You would think that, right? I'm from uh, up top. And when I was, I was in a sophomore in high school. Now this is in Michigan. This is yeah. in 1995, right? right? I got transferred to an all-white high school, which was illegal at the time. You couldn't, you couldn't, you had to live in the district, and I didn't. But yeah. the a varsity coach recruited me because I played basketball too, right? So right. all white high so I can play on a varsity team. Uh, man, listen, after the season was over, and they all loved me during the season. Uh, all loved me. After uh, the season, man, them folks, they left notes on my locker. We gonna hang you uh, from a tree and all man, of this. That, listen, that's tough. This is in 1995 in Michigan. It's not 1945. Yeah, that, that's worse than Alabama, bro. We don't get that. You got it a little worse, but I was I was speaking in the sense of, you know, uh, being in a place where you walk the ground with Martin Luther King Jr. walk the grounds. Right. You know, right. like I said, they had a, you know, they had a, um, a city in and walk uh, march down my street where I live. Wow. <laughs> Martin Luther King came, you know, ate at my grandmother's house, you know, that type of stuff. Wow. <laughs> so... So that was more so where I was coming from. Like yeah. that, that, that's different. They had got to the point where <laughs> doing something like that. Oh yeah, I got, I got that. A, that wasn't even in, a, in the picture for them, you know, when it came to us. Right. But that incident that you had, nah, that's that's some. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's some over the top. That's that's some of them Michigan folks right now. <laughs> <laughs> Type shit. <laughs> yeah, man. That's it's, it's classmates. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a true story, and you know, you know it, what I mean. That is crazy. Yeah, and I and I, I mean, I'm I'm from a predominantly minority high school. Uh, yeah. But when I went there for that one season, trust me, I went right back. Yeah. I my yeah. mother was like, oh no, 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 and my mother from St. Louis. It don't get more country than St. Louis. Oh, for Louis. sure. Oh, Exactly. So um let's move on. So you so you went from uh University of Wyoming and got drafted by the Detroit Pistons. Yes, indeed. Listen, I know you got a soft spot for Detroit because I know you do. Oh yeah, no doubt. That's tell what me, I came tell in. me because you play you played with some players, man. Exactly. Legends. <laughs> All, All the famous. I look at you. Yeah. So what was it like at that time in your life? Just you just coming from college, Detroit Pistons, and you got some major players that you played against in high in uh, college, right? Um, no, <laughs> I never no? played against those guys in college. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, I thought you not, did. Not in Wyoming, I didn't. <laughs> All right, not in that market, right? I got you. I got you. So what was it? Keys now, and then they was on the other side of the world. <laughs> Facts. Back. Over the Midwest and Western Athletic Conference. I think it might have been maybe two or three guys, including myself, that came out of the conference that went to the NBA. 
Wow. During my year? Right. Yeah, yeah. When so what, was, what, was, what was that like, though? Oh, uh, man. You talking about, you know, you, you getting your life dream. I mean, you go from, you know, being a skinny kid in Alabama, you know, where you couldn't even walk and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> To going to college at six seven, 160 pounds. Oh my God. <laughs> you wasn't six seven, 160 oh, pounds, bro. man. Straight screen, man. Yes, sir. Six seven, 160. Mm. They're growing to six ten and get to a, a cool 200 and 205. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Woo! You put five beasts. <laughs> And you and you have to be able to be able to go and you know have a great uh, career at Wyoming, lead the lead the lead the nation in blocks, and be the all time block leader uh, for the NCAA, and, and and then do the combine thing because that's like I said, that's you know have an opportunity to to play at Wyoming, and, and you know to to my coach's credit. My second coach credit, mm. uh, Joe Wright, getting me introduced to the USA team. I think that's where it really took a big turn for me. And I saw where I did have a, a talent that a lot of people didn't have. That's just um, what I was about to ask you yeah. is like, what made you focus on the defensive side of it, specifically shot blocking? Because you're a three time block leader in, in the NBA. So, yeah. What, yeah. Is, is, that, is that when? Is that when? Oh no, 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 nah. I, I was, I've been on a defensive mindset, you know, since I've been in, I was in junior high school. Oh wow. Yeah, because I mean, looking at, you know, everybody wanted to be the Magic, the Bird, the Jordan, all, all those guys, but, um, you know, and you know, my coach, he saw I had a knack for being able to play defense, and he was, and he was like, you know, if you can become a great defensive player. That's something that's going to guarantee you an opportunity to right. play in college. You know, I was just trying to get to college for free. You know, like I said, being from a small town, you know, single parent, mm. blah, blah, blah. It was just about me not having to be a burden on my mom and go get an education, right. you know, play ball, possibly get a chance to go to a next level, not, not necessarily right. the NBA. But yeah, it would be a great opportunity to do it. Yeah. But as I continued to play, and I think my junior year, I got a chance to go and, and try out for a USA team. They had the USA Select team, and then they had the wow. USA Under-22 team um, as well uh, with those trials. So, you know, I went and played, and I saw, you know, there weren't a lot of guys that did what I did. I blocked shots. I defend the rim. I was concentrated on defense. So um, in that sense, I did get to play against those lot of guys, the McDice, the Tim Duncan, I mean, Kevin Garnett, I mean, you name it. They were all there. Wow. Crying out for those teams. And I'm like, they ain't that much better than me. <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah. So now my confidence is getting even higher because now I didn't got a chance to play against these guys. They talking about a, a, a McDonald's Americans that's going to be lottery picks. So, so, and then making the, the under USA under 22 team and having to be able to go out and play with some of these guys, um, you know, on a tour 
Right. It really, you know, going to a different country. I had never been out of it. That's crazy. <laughs> been out of the country before, you know, and, and that's crazy. To Argentina and 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 see how the world kind of works, you know. That changed you, didn't it? I know yeah, it changed you. I mean, when you get to go overseas um, to these different countries and you've never been before, uh, had those type of experiences, yeah, it, it, it opens your mind up. Oh to yeah. The possibilities of oh yeah. Anyway. You know, and Absolutely. be able to function. But yeah, yeah, that 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 kind of just kept building my confidence and my confidence, you know, in me and you know, and then having a great senior year. And you know, now I got, you know, agents want to try to talk to me. So I had to try to, you know, wow. figure out how, you know, because my coach had he went to the ABA, played the ABA. So right. you understand the recruiting level stuff and you know, yeah. had, had players that went to the league before. So he made sure I was set up right where they didn't bother me. Right. During my season. Right. And I, I, I outside lawyer that handled whoever wanted to talk and call and, and try right. to figure out the different steps to get to the agent that I was going to be uh, using to represent me. Yeah, I mean, when you when you that young and you're, and you're moving around like that, like I play for... Um, I played for a school in West Virginia, right? And then I left school, went back to Michigan, and ended up playing in the CBA for the Grand Rapids Hoops, right? Yeah. So I did that, and then I got into music, and I've been in music and film for the next however many years. But right. when you're that young and you have experiences, plus I'm a military kid. Both my parents were in the military, so we moved around anyway. Right, gotcha. And when you're young, and you get to move around and see different cultures and different ways that people that they're saying they're people just like your people, but they have a completely right. different life process. It's crazy. Yeah, okay. for sure. For That's sure. what's up, man. So, I mean, listen, watch this. Well, wait a minute. Your experience with Detroit was phenomenal, but you had your best season in Philly. Yeah. Now... We talking Allen Iverson. Mm -hmm. We talking stat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. What was no, it no, like? We got, we got traded for each other. That's that's when I got traded. But but like I said, the uh, um just to not skip over your your question about Detroit and those guys, you know, you know that yeah. was phenomenal. You know, phenomenal experience. Uh, Grant Hill, Joe Dumars, Harry Mills. You know, being able to go and play beside, you know, a Grand Hill, you know, which was all world at the time. Uh, Allen Houston, you know what I mean? Man, thank you. Two of the greatest, you know, backcourt guys. <laughs> Don't nobody <laughs> never mention Allen Houston when it comes to shooting. Man, what? That dude had the smoothest jump shot you would ever, ever. see. And nobody else has ever mastered. I don't and care who, who shoots the ball. <laughs> nobody shoot the ball as smooth as he shoots. That is, that is a fact. And don't nobody bring up. Everybody believes yeah. that now, like Dirk Nowitzki invented the big man having a consistent three-point shot. Terry Mills right. been doing that. Oh, T. Mills is known for that. He was known for that. 
Oh my you know, God. From, from Michigan, you know, but but like I said, it is at a different level. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't get <laughs> don't get it twisted. So obviously, you know, you go on, <laughs> and, 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 and like I said, to the to the credit, to the credit of the advancement of technology, right? You gotta you gotta gotta understand people see people a lot more. That's we ain't had no NBA TV. We're no NBA true. TV going on. Yeah, all this ESPN, all this stuff, it wasn't going on. No NBA league pass. No league pass where you can watch any and everybody play that you want to watch play. I mean, you had to figure out, okay, it might be a game, come on, on Saturday uh, and Sunday. (laughs) You know what I mean? Back then, then, you knew you was going to get Saturday and Sunday. You might catch a little Chicago in between on WGN or something, you know, on, on a personal <laughs> network. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like it was now where you, you know, Disney created the whole ESPN thing. Right. You're getting constant sports every single day, right. all of that. You know, plus, so plus it just changes media. everything. But, so social like media give you clips and all kind of stuff and exactly. highlights too, like. Exactly. So, but, so if you could compare your experience in Detroit and your experience with Philly, how would you describe the difference? Well, I would say the difference is, you know, coming in, you know, coming in, like I said, from small school, small town, going into a city like a Detroit, being on the stage with the bad boys, Woo! which they had recently, you know, not too long ago, been in championships. So the buzz was still there and excitement for the team was still, you know, at an all-time high. So going in and playing with one of the bad boys, Joe Mars, and 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 being around that culture um, of a winner like that, it really, you know, made me be a novice, you know, to where I could take my experience of understanding the professionalism, you know, becoming, you know, part of the union and. And, and, and understand the business side of basketball and then understanding how when you come in as a young guy and you, you have certain influencers, even my man Otis Stork, who you know, won championships with, uh, you know, beside Akeem Olajuwon, you know, which was my favorite player. You know, him and David Robinson, that was my, you know, my favorite player. And, and being able to, you know, to, to have some veteran guidance like that to be able to get that experience of just being a young kid, being a young guy coming in that don't know anything and having that experience and being able to talk to those guys and get mm-hmm. personal relationship with those guys to the point of, I done proved myself over here, it ain't working out. I know I'm ready to go to somewhere else mm-hmm. and reach that next echelon, that, that, mm-hmm. that next yeah, so that's where it was like the, the beginning to the movement to the maturity. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, uh, of, of now I'm I'm a grown man now. I know <laughs> where I'm I know what, what time it is. I know that bag over there waiting on me. <laughs> so I because I said we we were we were a playoff team in Detroit. Um the the first couple of years I was there, I was there. Um, played a little bit, show, showed some of the things that I could do, you know, as a player when I got time. And then, you know, once I ran into the situation where I didn't take the money, the small money that they had offered me, 
the contract they had offered me, you know, in that, in the, after that second summer, um, then, you know, with the coach, was, uh, Doug Collins, things got a little, you know, get things started to get a little sideways. Mm. Playing time in the year, in the third year, I'm like, oh, okay, he trying, he trying to do a little sabotaging. So, but, but like I said, I, you know, going through and having veteran guys and watching and observing and, and then now, you know, myself, I made sure when I got in the league, I immediately became a part of the Players Union. Mm-hmm. So I heard a lot of the different stories about, you know, knowing what your worth is mm-hmm. and how other guys in your position are getting paid at that position. Mm-hmm. And then if you utilize that, then make sure your contract is up to par to what right. your skill and what your level is. Because like I said, I came in, I think I had maybe one, two points, you know, in the season. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, in like sparing minutes. Right. You know, and then probably my second year, I probably boosted that up to maybe five or six. But for 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 the people that saw me play, mm-hmm. they understood I had a certain thing just about me, especially when it came on the defensive side of the ball. My right. energy was gonna bring energy right. when I came into the game. The intangibles. You know what I mean? It was going it was gonna bring energy. You know, and I you know to watch the Dennis Robbins and all those guys and see them, they don't score a lot, but he was a hundred miles an hour running up and down that court. You can count on that energy going out the re- every rebound. And he was going out to every defensive play he could get, get, you know, to get to. And you see over the years, like they play guys to do what I do, you know, as far as defense. So look at Draymond Green. Yeah, absolutely. Draymond Green. I mean, even, even to this day, they try to, you know, act like the big man is not something that's needed. But I mean, you can even look as far as you look at Cleveland Cavaliers. Now you got two centers playing. And now they all of a sudden become one of the best defensive teams in the league. Both of them shot blockers. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you can who that control that that hey, controls the game. That at the end of the day, you shoot all the threes all you want. But um, but but like I said back to just myself and and and, and understanding what my worth was mm-hmm. and, and and me going from a, a team you know, as dynamic as a, a Detroit team with, with those great guys and, and all that veteran uh, leadership on that on that team. Taking that experience, going to uh, Philadelphia, who was at the last and the bottom, they was about to Woo. set a record, worst loss. <laughs> I mean, but they had a dynamic guy like Allen Iverson. They had a Hall of Fame coach like uh, Larry Brown, you know, so, I knew this was my opportunity because I I had seen and observed mm-hmm. guys on bad teams get major contracts because they they were able to step in position and show what they could do. Although the team lost, but just the simple fact that they saw that they could be a main piece for a team, right? The team paid them well, and, and like I said they the contract they had gave me and I turned it down. I'm like, I'm looking at what Greg Osertag making and I'm like, you gonna offer me, you offer me this, this much less than him? And I know I'm running circles around whatever the hell he's doing. <laughs> he was stiff as a board. 
I'm like, I know my game gonna be way more elevated than that. Right. So have an opportunity to go and have a clean slate in Detroit, in uh, Philly, playing along with a guy like an AI that can, you know, light that thing up, you know, with the best of them. He light, he light it up with the best of them. Um, and, and going in there and, and being that anchor for him, you know, yeah. and being that anchor for that defense. And and basically, you know, we, he basically, Larry Brown basically brought a whole defensive minded team to play alongside right. a major score. <laughs> you know I mean? And you had, you had such offensive firepower, man, already. And, and you know, and back then, sure, we were such a good defensive team. Um, yeah, Allen averaging 30 something. Yeah, we, we may have been averaging 75 points a game. <laughs> <laughs> but winning, you know what I mean? <laughs> but winning, because we hold everybody else to 65. <laughs> now watch <laughs> this. Now watch this. You can put that wood on, you know. You can put right. That wood on me. <laughs> yeah, it was different. Now watch this. <laughs> now since we yeah. talk about Philly, you know I got to bring this up. Yeah. What the hell is going on with your boy Ben Simmons? How come I just seen the other uh, day his uh, fines is up to like 10 million or something crazy? Yes, I know you I look 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 watch it. Hold on, hold on, Theo, hold on. I know you already spoke on this. I already know you listen, did. Listen, man, but man. what for the people that didn't know you spoke on Ben Simmons and what's going on? What the hell is up with your boy? And what and what would you what would you tell him? Listen, I mean, for me, man, it's it's so, <laughs> uh -oh. some, some of these dudes, some, some of these dudes, man, I don't know where they came from, bro. <laughs> that's, that's, like, that's like, I don't know where they came from, man. Because it's like, we were taught to take ownership to who we are and what we did. Bro, if, if you playing, you are all-star caliber player. And you don't do your job. You can expect the coach, some of your teammates on your team to get on your ass. It is mandatory. <laughs> it is mandatory. And, and then to do it to the point of the way he was doing it, it almost—it was almost like you watching the playoffs. It was almost like he was being defiant. I'm like, and, it's, and just even watching his game, it's like he's just—he's being defiant on trying to make his game better. I'm Which like, is you are all star without. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. Put jump shot, and all we asking you to do is to get in the gym and work on a jump shot and work on a free throw. And from what I hear, you still pushing against doing it after you're shooting the way you're shooting, you know, and, and it's typical to, it, it, and I looked at it as a situation like Giannis. Look at what Giannis was doing at the free throw line. They were losing games consistently because he could not finish at the end of games and make free throws. Now watch this. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Of course, absolutely. And when he adjusted it, look what look what happened. Simple. Yeah, yeah. 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 Dude, yeah. we had the same scenario. 
But I'm, if listen, every every one through probably now, one through every four. I mean, look at Michael Jordan, didn't have a jumper. Look at Kobe when he came in, right. didn't have a jumper. Right. It's part of your job to do what it takes to make your team better. A lot of guys are not made necessarily asked to shoot. Like Theo Ratliff wasn't asked to be a top scorer, okay? Right. And you, you're asked for different things. Ben Simmons is asked to live up to his max contract and to be an all-star and to be a superstar. And if that, you're in a position where you have to be able to make 10 to 12 for jumpers. You have to. And yeah, but, look but at Russell Westbrook. What's up with him? But even even to the even to that effect, it's it's like, look, we're in the playoffs. We win in some games, but what's the next step to get us to the championship? What is what is the next step? You you gotta be willing. Doc and them got they done been around this dude all year long. They know how much work he's putting in on this stuff. If you're not putting it in, of course I'm gonna be pissed off because I see you ain't even trying. If you're not trying, that means you don't care about elevating. One yourself, you don't care about elevating this team. I just don't to the next level because the next level is he's brought there to win a championship. That's right. He's supposed to be the coach to help build to win a championship. So right. if I got players that not willing to do what they need to do to help us move in that direction, that's on, that's going to be on me. That's right. You, and, and, and I'm like, back in the day, coaches call players out all the time. That wasn't yeah. no, that wasn't no, I mean, Larry Brown did this shit every day. Hey, <laughs> With Simmons. AI. <laughs> ben Simmons is in a position, talent level. If just imagine him with a consistent mid range, man, it would be he would five. be a Giannis. I'm trying that's to. That's the point they're making. <laughs> you would be a Giannis. But but but, but my thing is, with a, but with a MB on your team. <laughs> my my thing is, why Watch don't out. he? What's you, wrong with you? Care about the rest of the league. <laughs> what, what's wrong? With, what's wrong with his head? Why don't he see that? This is what I'm saying, man. These young boys nowadays—I <laughs> don't know what's going on <laughs> with, with who, who, what they meant. Whoever is handling them, I, or you know who you know who he meant because because they if if you're I'm like, dude, your, your, your pop, somebody should be, have, you should have somebody in your corner to be like, yo, man. Right. Dude, I mean, they said what they said. It's words. What are your actions? That's right. Did they say a lie? Right. And that's right. my point. I'm like, they did not tell a lie. So either you use it as motivation or you go do what you do. What you did. Right, we see you hide in a corner. You are hiding from people. That's what you call. That's hiding. It is. It is because you, know you don't want to take ownership. Yeah, like, yeah. Get mad. Get pissed that they did it. But get your ass back in the gym, bro. Because right. at the end of the day, you should 
you should watch the film yourself. That's a fact. And get your own assessment of what you did. That is a fact. That's a fact. Now watch and, this. And stop crying about, oh, they said this about me and they not watching this. <laughs> Man, stop being, that's what you, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, man. Now watch this. We, we got to pivot. We got to pivot because I ain't got that yeah. much time with you. But speak yeah, yeah, real quick, ahead, speaking bro. of speaking of uh, defiance, since we on that, what's your what's your real quick? What's your thoughts about Kyrie? Kyrie, Kyrie, uh, and, I mean, and, maybe, and now that they changed their mind to let him back part time. I mean, I don't, I don't have no issue with that. And, and I had, you know, I had a conversation with, with some people about uh, Kyrie before. Why would you, if, if he, he's standing for what he's standing on, I mean, can't nobody stop him from doing that. Right. They changed up on him. That's right. And he's standing right. on what he's standing on. And if he don't want to take the shot and he can't help where, where he lives, because there's guys that's in the, in the NBA that didn't take the shot and they still playing. That's facts. You know, so that's that's just what the city is doing. But when it comes to him playing, you know, I never thought it was a good idea for him to, to be just playing on road games. Especially not just at the beginning of the year. Right. Because it was it would it would leave no continuity for the team to understand and get to know each other. Early on, he's basically becoming like uh, Robert Ory that would come in for Houston on the right. second half of the season, yep. or the Lakers on the second half of the season. Yep. Now you already at the top of the league, but now you getting an All Star MVP caliber player back for whatever games it is, you know, opposed to having your guys that's been carrying the load the whole time mm-hmm. to actually build and gel a congruent team together in these first half of the season to where we we at the top. So we know how to play together with these guys without right. Kyrie. Right. So now we bring him in, it's not going to change the dynamics of their team because they're going to play one way when they got them, but they got a team that they already done played with right. and won and understand, so now it's not a big deal to bring in. A, that's like a secret weapon. Right. <laughs> so, and it's so a hell of a secret you, weapon. You took, exactly. So I don't have any problem with them bringing him back. Yeah. The play. They probably had that already set up anyway. Probably. Because probably. They, they probably was thinking the same way I was thinking. I'm like, look, probably. we jail now. We jail now and we get to, you know, we, we understand how to play with the guys that we do have mm-hmm. available on the roster. And especially now with all the COVID stuff here. I mean, you got you got a hundred G League players playing on different teams. So what's the difference? But now make- you bring you bring a star. <laughs> right. Opposed to bringing a G League player on your team. That's right. That's right. It's the same thing. Yeah, I mean. Right. It's just some backup guy coming in, and now he's back. And he's in a lineup because they just oh lord pushing people in left and right now with all the COVID stuff protocols going on. Right, you don't know who's gonna be playing whenever you watch the game. It seems like every day is different. Right, and so the more and more bullets you got in your gun, 
And now you you bring in a, a cannon, <laughs> a super laser. <laughs> so so hey, if one of them do, if one of them guys get that COVID, and they have to sit out, and you on road trips, look what you got. That's a fact. Now watch this. So, <clears throat> I got so about. Dad's not gonna be so close anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is not with him. That's a damn fact. You know what I mean? Now watch he this. Thirty points. <clears throat> I got about five more minutes with you, Theo. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Can you can you speak on Corlex? Corlex. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Corlex. For, for, for the for the people that don't know about it, because I was reading up on it, and man, it, it looks like an awesome space to be in, an awesome opportunity for the people that can. Yeah, uh, Corlex uh, was a great opportunity. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't go as we, oh, I didn't we know planned that. it to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it didn't go as well, but you know that's that's a part of uh, doing business. Um, okay. You know, it was a great opportunity we had with uh, uh, Wingstop, where we were we were doing some management and stuff with Wingstop with uh, one of the investors. But you know, everybody know if they don't know, uh, there's a wing shortage and. You know, basically we got right. We got cut out of the deal. You know, from uh, them having the wing shortage, and that kind of killed the deal that we had, and was, which we were working towards with with uh, Corlex. Um, so that kind of that's one of one of the companies that kind of didn't make it right. You no, know, um, you know, in, in the business, but but um, like I said, still doing a lot of other things in, in the real estate world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things things don't stop, and that's. That's one thing you learn um, and that you get used to is that you're going to always have, you're going to have up and down, you know, just like playing sports when it mm-hmm. comes to business. You're going to have some that's going to take it all the way up to the top. You're going to have some where you think you got a, a, a great prize and a grand scheme. Right. And, you know, either some happens within the organization, some happens within the market that can change that, you know, that situation overnight. So that's why you you invest in, you know, and I, I'm a constant investor in a lot of different areas, in the tech area, um, um, and, and also on the real estate side and a couple of different other company, companies. So that's, that's a constant movement for me. No, I was gonna say definitely hats off to you, man, because, mm-hmm. you know, I know, I know that you are, you've been in on the business side of things. You've been over right. there. Like you, this is not new for you. You've been interested right. in right. the business side of finance, especially investing. I remember, um, mm-hmm. you know, Shaq is my guy. I got Chuck is my guy. So I got to get both of them on this show. But um, right. I remember sitting with Shaq, me and him is just in his office and I'm playing him some, some music I had recently, you know, uh-huh. done and, He's all excited about it, but the, the 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 bread and butter of our conversation was about some of his investments and some of the things yeah. and, and some of the movements. I remember he told me he took a large amount of his investment portfolio and moved it over to a particular investment financial house, and within one year, one year, yeah. Theo. Uh-huh. Man, listen, I ain't gonna tell all his business, but you know what <laughs> right. I'm saying. One yeah. year, I said, yeah. what? See, yeah. a lot of people don't even realize Shaq and Ludacris yeah. own half Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Period. 
Yeah. Shaq yeah. investment portfolio yeah. is re- is ridiculous. People don't even and, and he don't it's listen. Ridiculous. He don't. You see him on TV all, but that's not even. Nah. Most of the stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He ain't yeah. even. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So hats off to yeah. you and all the rest of the athletes that understand that, you know, because, you know, everybody says and knows that in professional sports, when you retire or you're done, mm-hmm. a lot of guys weren't interested early enough. Yeah. And so five so, years after they're done playing, six years after they're done playing, a lot of them get in trouble. Right. Um, but you were on top of that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, man, it, you know, fortunately I was I played with a lot of veteran guys that were on top of their their game and they were coming to the end of their careers and they were moving on to do other things. And I said, being a part of the executive committee, you know, with, you know, uh, and the board with the the players union and being around like-minded guys Mm -hmm. that were looking into the business world and and trying to help create avenues for the NBA players to continue to make revenue as they are now. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically they taken over their, took over their licensing and and different things of that nature. Right. And, And then, you know, Guys like a Charles Smith, who I'm, you know, still close to to this day, uh, being, you know, just a, a great business mind, big business mind, um, moving around with him in different areas and getting to know people and creating different avenues for people. Um, we actually just came from back from Dubai with uh, family business uh, oh, wow. conference over there and then down in Miami. And, and, and like I said, just inundating yourself with business people, you know, and, and that's, you, you're going to learn a lot just from being around and understanding and, 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 and looking at all these different PPMs and <laughs> things of that nature, uh, private placement memorandums for all these different companies and stuff yeah. that come across your desk. Um, you know, uh, a major guy here in Atlanta that's taking guys investment minds to a whole different level with Sean, um, God damn, why I'm getting a black. <laughs> My guy Rashawn, who uh, is doing an excellent guy uh, job in the tech area and, and different companies of getting guys currently involved and getting guys that are retired involved in the tech space. Right. Uh, so so um, it, it's it's a lot of different things, a lot of different avenues. You know, with with social media now. Um, being used a lot more in the business world than just mm-hmm. party things. Um, you you come across a lot of people that are doing some amazing things mm-hmm. um, that are legitimate and right. you know doing great business, but you still gonna come across those schemers yeah. and scammers as well. So you have to understand and just decipher from that that yeah. of, the, of the situation as well. But but it's that's, it's that's a, a great opportunity to continue to to just build on um, who you are as a person and, and uh, build yourself as a businessman. And, yeah. and to be able to, to be able to show your kids and have your kids and know that um, you're doing basketball, you're doing sports, but you know, ultimately you going, everybody end up in the space of, of doing business. And it's a matter of what you're doing and how you're learning. Yeah. 
and, and, and continue to grow as a person. Yeah, and you 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 are you are who you hang around. You are your oh for sure your circle. So and you know don't don't you know you know don't be around people that are how you used to be. <laughs> hang around people that you want to become. You yeah, know for sure. You know where you can influence them and they can influence you. Absolutely. All right, so <clears throat> we got one more little segment of the show, Dio. It is called. Yeah. One word. Now I got a couple of names. You got a few names. Yeah. You got to give me one word description. Yeah. It's called one word, Theo. I know you see it. You got to play it. Are you down to play it? We got it. We got it covered. Okay. One word. Here we go. Joe Dumars. Professional. Mm, Professional. (laughs) Professional. I like it. All right, Grant Hill. Mm. Who do I say by Grant? One word. <laughs> Explosive. Explosive. I wasn't expecting that. Okay, okay. I I know what you're gonna say about this next one. I already know. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. Monster. <laughs> I was thinking you was gonna say dominant. Monster. That's 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 for me. Monster. That's what he was for me. He was a monster. Nightmare. You would tell me you had to guard him, man. Absolutely. Every time. For real? A nightmare, bro. It's no way I would wanna. It's he's bro. Anyway. Oh bro. Now watch this. Next up. Was crazy. Allen Iverson. Unstoppable. Damn, for real? Unstoppable. You know they what? They tried to double team and triple team him. I was, I was on, I was on AI. Was unstoppable. I was on AI when he was in high school. Yeah. I, I knew about him in high school. He could have went yeah. NFL or NBA. Yeah, yeah. He was like that. He was like that. Next up, Kobe Bryant. Mm. Workhorse. Workhorse. He had that Jordan work ethic, boy. He was way bad, Jordan, bro. Jordan party. (laughs) (laughs) Jordan party. Kobe worked. Said <laughs> George cigars and gambled. Okay. Oh, none of that. None of that. Oh, shit. I may have seen Kobe drink twice. Wow. All right. Workhorse all day, every day. That's how he got. That's how he got to be with. And you know what? Real quick, I'm Put glad you said that because I'm tired of people having this. Jordan LeBron conversation like Kobe didn't play. Man. Listen, listen. To, this is just me. All yeah. I, I love LeBron, all of that. Mm-hmm. You got it. Kobe's in that conversation. You're not just gonna skip over Kobe Bryant. I'm sorry. No, nah, you can't. That's a they do. They go straight LeBron they, Jordan. They do because it's only it's usually only two that they're gonna talk about. <laughs> That's, that's, that's just how it's going to be one against the other. It ain't going to be one against two, three. <laughs> yeah, but it needs to be Jordan, 
But that's what I'm saying, Theo. Jordan don't even need to be in the conversation. Hey, man, listen, you preach, preach it to the choir, man. I played. <laughs> <laughs> I played against that. That is proud. All right. We down, we down to one <laughs> last yeah. name. Yeah. You might have to think about a one-word answer for this, this gentleman. Last name on my list, Theo Ratliff. Oh. I would say passionate. 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 Passionate, passionate about the game, bro. I was, I was, yeah. When passionate I played. It was everything. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's when what's I up. When I played, yeah. From, like I said, from the time, from the, from the, from the time of, I remember seven, eight read, getting cut mm. <laughs> from the junior high team. You know what mm. I mean? It, it was a passion from, from that mm. point on. Well, Every day you work. You need, <laughs> you, need to, you need to give some of that passion to Ben Simmons. Okay. Because he's wrapping this up. <laughs> is, there anything, is there anything you want the people uh, to know that you're working on that they might uh, need to be aware of or anything you want to say before we log off of here, man? Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, everybody's jumping into these NFT spaces and and crypto spaces, um, I'm actually I'm joining the board of a company called uh, BPN that's going to be doing NFT um, real estate. Yeah, so we we are going to be all over the all over the world doing uh, bringing in investments uh, with uh, credit investors for uh, investing in NFTs that's backed by real estate. Wow! So that's going that's going to be a huge, a huge that's opportunity. A danger, game changer. Because wow. most people, biggest problem with doing major real estate, and I'm talking, you know, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars, is getting to that initial capital. Right. And we're going to be able to raise the funds for those projects, for their original capital, with the banking and everything back and behind. To get the rest of the money through NFTs. Wow. Yeah. Yes, I love that space. I'm not in that space just yet, but I, yeah. I am aware. Yeah. I am aware. That's what's up. Yes, sir. Right. No doubt. Listen, uh, everybody watching, y'all know Save All Legendary Podcast. Great conversation. I hope y'all learned something. I know I did. My boy Theo Ratliff, NBA All Star. Uh, this has been. Episode, I think it's episode number 21. We're on Theo, you my 21st episode. Congratulations, brother. That means something. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> I appreciate you having me, man. And as always, running to you with the Hawks games. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna yeah. shoot you a text, though. I'm gonna shoot you a text. No, no doubt. Yeah, we as have to always, get some drinks or something. Yes, sir. All right. Peace, sure. bro. Peace, man. Ready for safe ready. ready for safe ready. 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 ready